Peace and love. This is Ross Ben coming to you live and direct from the 40th parallel in Boulder, Colorado. I'm right at the edge where the Great Plains end and the Boulder Valley begins right at the edge of the Rocky Mountains, the Flatirons and Flagstaff Mountains. And uh, first, I want to, you know, extend heartfelt condolence to all those in the Boulder community who experienced loss recently. You know, uh, and it's like all eyes are on Boulder right now. But even before this thing went down Um, us mystics of the 40th parallel Boulder our eyes was on Boulder and I had already planned to be here in this time to you know check out the beauty and the wonder and the awe of this land and, and even explore this land's place in history, mystery, and prophecy, you know, so it's oddly, it's oddly synchronistic that this is the time that I'm out here doing these works when these events are occurring, and, uh, you know, we definitely want to acknowledge that before we jump into things, I want to mention that upcoming in early April, Forbidden Knowledge News online conference. It's going to be hot and popping. The link is below. I'm in the lineup with some heavy hitters we're going to be you know sharing some very relevant information make sure you're a part of that also coming up in April later in the month it's the Mount Tan Psychedelic Integration Jam Conference link is down below you know I'm going to be sharing a lot with that check it out we're also in Philadelphia April 22nd going to be doing a Wissahickon tour with Wissahickon Wellness link will be down below register for that you know so hey this episode of Mystics of the 40th Parallel special edition we 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 doing some live and direct broadcasting so uh my man mike susquehanna sage of susquehanna alchemy uh yeah he uh got some live and direct footage for you from the 40th parallel 
Lancaster County and then I've been I've been exploring different aspects of Boulder as it relates to the 40th parallel and I got a lot to share I think you'll enjoy it so you know we're about to get down with the get down we're gonna start with my good brother Mike alright peace <laughs> all right everybody this is Uncle Mike here and I am on the peak of Turkey Hill Nature Preserve. Let me first show you some of like the, the man-made stuff. We got here these huge wind turbines. And if you look up here, that there is a peak of a landfill, right? <laughs> you know, how fitting, I suppose, to go and desecrate with the landfill. And right on the other side, for those of you who are familiar with uh, the brand Turkey Hill Ice Cream, it's popular like in, in the Northeast, like that's literally on the other side of that hill is where their dairy is. Um, but why we're interested is because we are right at the Susquehanna River and the 40th parallel and it's really nice that we're out here today uh, in March because normally this does not have quite the uh, quite the view because of the foliage the 40th parallel if you could see those islands um, in the picture it's probably about two miles three miles upstream uh, that's exactly where the 40th parallel is and this vantage point is of uh, particular significance let me go and show you this right here let's see what we can see here uh, this is where we are on this map right now you can see there's the turkey hill um, they're talking about it um, and you can see this point this goes out this point goes out into the river this is the river right here and that's why it's called turkey point we could see that down there so there are a couple things of interest uh, which I want to point out at this location. So the first thing is, let's see if I can get this. It's going to be hard to go and see because of the lighting. But this is a picture right here, this painting. Let's see if you can tell. Look at this here. Now look up here. This is the, it was done in this vantage point. You can identify these islands right here. These are the same islands. You could see like right around here is where the river bends. And if you look up there is where the river bends. So it's quite evident that this picture was painted from this perspective. And when was this done? This was painted in 1801 by, let's see, the shadows are kind of tough here. Uh, by Benjamin Latrobe, America's first architect, major Freemason. Uh, he was surveying here for um, the governors of the colonies, or maybe there were states at this time, I don't know, I think they were states. Uh, and then eventually his work uh, helped become, um, or lay the foundation for what would eventually be the, the Mason-Dixon line. Um, but what's so interesting here, we can see right here, here's the map. This is the river, this is Turkey Point, we're standing right here. This is all Latrobe's work. Latrobe is, uh, is America's first architect, major Freemason, and if you know within Freemasonry, um, within Freemasonry uh, lore, the terminology architect is what they use to describe the, uh, um, you know, the creator, I think, or at least the designer, I guess that would be it. So let's also go and look at this here. We've got this marker. 
This was put up in 1950. It's called Susquehannock. Uh, this is right on the 40th parallel. It's the National Geodetic Survey marker. Uh, what was here in that time, I do not know. But, um, you know, that's another interesting uh, indication of the significance of this point. And that's not even to go into the significance of the peoples who used to live here. So, this is Mike, and I'm going to pause at this point. Alright, we got here a sign. I can't tell if you can see it or not because of the uh, the sun. Let me try from the other side right here. This looks like you can read it better. The Great Minkwa Path. This was the chief trail used by the Minkwa, or the Susquehannock Indians, to carry great wealth in beaver skins to the white settlements on the Delaware during the mid-17th century. The Swedes, Dutch, and English warred for the control of this trade. And so here we are. You can see right there is the Susquehanna. And if you can see, let's see right up there. Do you see the wind turbines? That's just where we were. We were just underneath that wind turbine. This is probably like two miles away. And we can see the, we can start to gather the, the significance of this, of this particular location. Less than a mile away, we now have this historical marker, the Washington Borough Archaeological Sites. Washington Borough is the, the name of this borough in Lancaster County. This area contains one of the highest concentrations of archaeological sites in Pennsylvania. So this is right where all of this stuff is, right at the Susquehanna at the 40th parallel. Sites range from small camps to large villages and cover 11,000 years of Native American culture. The largest villages were built by the Susquehannocks who controlled the fur trade in the region until 1675 when they were overcome by warfare and disease. Archaeology here has shaped our understanding of Native American lifestyles. And here, let's see if you can see, still in the distance, we can see the wind turbines. So that gives you a point of reference. Right over those railroad tracks is the Susquehanna River. And Here we have just a little bit further down the road, the 40th parallel marker. Right here is the Susquehanna River. Uh, you can't see the wind turbines from here. They're out of, um, they're blocked by those trees, but you can see this is exactly where we are. All right, give thanks, Mike. Yeah, so, hey. We're going to jump right into it. Y'all enjoy Great Mystery Boulder. Respect. In surveying, a baseline is the principal east-west parallel upon which, you know, all other surveyed areas in that region are defined. The baseline is, you know, the, the prime meridian, the principal axis upon which all geodetic measurement from that reference point occurs, you know? Uh, it's the initial point for land survey. So Baseline Road is a major east-west street in Boulder, Colorado that extends east through the city through parts of four other counties.
the westernmost point or terminus of Baseline Road is at Flagstaff Mountain in the city of Boulder uh, in the mountain parks. Eastern terminus that we're going to focus on is a four-mile stretch at Baseline and Cherrydale Road. This four-mile stretch is like the baseline geodetic measure of modern space-time, you know? Even though today, if you look on a, a globe or a map, the prime meridian is defined at uh, zero degrees at the Greenwich meridian, right? You know, that meridian is really, like I say, is for paper maps and, and digital representations of the planet. Prime meridian, the zero, zero reference point for GPS, global positioning, technology and surveying and, you know, computerized, digitized global positioning, the zero, zero reference point is Boulder, Colorado, right here, you know, and Baseline Road, this four-mile stretch from Cherrydale and Baseline Road to the Flagstaff Mountains, you know, what they also call the Iron Flats. Yeah, this four-mile stretch is the baseline upon which all global positioning technology takes place. Because of that, Boulder is a place where, like so many uh, science foundations, research institutes, uh, national headquarters concerning all of that, uh, all of these things are, are centered right here in Boulder, you know? So what is Boulder? Boulder is where the 40th parallel meets the continental divide. The continental divide is described as the geological boundary which directs like continental water flow. So, on the eastern side of this continental divide, all water and, and rain flow ultimately ends up in the Mississippi Basin, you know? It's going to flow by rivers uh, south, east, and ultimately end up in the Gulf of Mexico. All water 
on the other side of the Rockies. That water's gonna end up in the Colorado Basin and, and you know, flow into the Pacific through the Colorado River systems, you know? So, this is the significance of Boulder. It's the continental divide where the 40th parallel meets, you know? And the Rockies are where the continental plates meet. So there are, you know, you know, Earth's surface is not like a, a solid object. It's made of plates, much like the plates of our skull, you know. Our, our skull is not one solid uh, bone, but it's, it's made of plates that, that kind of float in our cerebral fluid and expand and contract as needed to accommodate pressure you know cerebral spinal pressure on the brain and earth's tectonic plates are the same way so the Rockies right there are where two large continental plates are colliding and the eastern plate is forcing itself like wedging itself under the western plate forcing the western plate to rise and that's what the Rockies are the Rockies are very young mountains compared to Appalachia which are very old mountains you know and the Rockies, particularly these mountains, uh, foothills right by Boulder, the Flatirons, the tectonic plate movement causes these mountains to grow like an inch a year. If, I'm, if, I, if I got my facts straight, and that's pretty significant, you know? So... Yeah. Boulder is a Boulder is a Scorpio city. Colorado is a Pisces state. Very significant, you know? And it really seems like uh the underlying theme of Boulder with that Scorpio nature. Ultimately, this is a place focused on extraction of resources and control of resources. You know, prior to it being the central point of GPS, global technology, you know, positioning. 
Boulder was a foundry for the gold rush. Meaning, if he was coming out here attempting to score on the gold rush, you would come to Boulder and get your, your the technology and the tools that you needed. Your, your sifters, your pans, your uh, pickaxes, your weapons, all the things that you needed to go out and conquer the West and secure your gold. You got those things here at Boulder, you know, so that's that Scorpio nature, how it expressed in the earlies, you know. But Boulder, uh, just to show you its economic impact and, and, and force, it's the 278th most populous metropolitan city. So it's a very small city. It's only about 105,000 people here, you know. But it's got the 110th largest economy of, of any city, you know. So its economic ranking far outweighs its, its population. It's, it's sparsely populated. But like I said, uh, Boulder is the geodetic center of all modern digitized global positioning. Okay? And a testament to that. Listen to all of the scientific research institutions that are based here in Boulder, Colorado. The Cooperative Institute for Research and Environmental Sciences. The Cooperative Institute for Research in the Atmosphere. Center for Astrophysics and Space Astronomy. Colorado Center for Astrodynamics Research. The Institute of Arctic and Alpine Research. Joint Institute for Laboratory Astrophysics, Laboratory for Atmospheric and Space Physics, Geological Society of America, National Ecological Observatory Network, National Center for Atmospheric Research, the University Corporation for Atmospheric Research, High Altitude Observatory, National Institute of Standards and Technology. This is where the atomic clock is that sets, uh, you know, global digital time, okay? This, the, the, the clock that everyone's cell phone is synchronized with. Everyone's computer is synchronized with every satellite everything is synchronized with it's it's at this place okay the national institute of standards and technology national oceanic and atmospheric administration NOAA. that's you know uh the the federal government's uh go-to for all oceanic and, and atmospheric regulation 
Earth System Research Laboratory, Space Weather Prediction Center, National Snow and Ice Data Center, National Solar Observatory, National Telecommunications and Information Administration, the Institute for Telecommunication Sciences, Renewable and Sustainable Energy Institute, the Rocky Mountain Institute, Southwest Research Institute, Department of Space Studies, Space Science Institute, the National Science Foundation's Geodetic Facility, and the United States Geological Society. Okay? That geodetic facility for the advancement of geosciences it's one of the National Science Foundation's two premier geophysical facilities in support of geoscience and geoscience education. That facility supports cutting-edge geoscience discoveries, applications, and education with geodesy for broad societal benefit. Yeah, so all earth science, all geodetic measure, calculation of time, measurement of space, it's all centered right here in Boulder on the 40th parallel where it meets the continental divide. Okay? This is bolder. This is this is its significance. You know. Baseline road is the physical demarcation of the 40th parallel here in Boulder, Colorado. And I'm going to talk about it here because when we're going to go visit Baseline Road, we're going to go visit three significant points. And Baseline Road, where you know the great, where the great mystery Philadelphia reveals itself here in Boulder. Okay, but I'm going to detail it and talk about it here because of a couple of those destinations. Uh, there's traffic and and car noise in in the in the background. So you know we might just get the footage, and I'm going to superimpose it over you know me discussing it right here in the tranquil space that I'm in right now you know so so like we said there's uh, baseline road is the physical demarcation of the 40th parallel here in Boulder and there's a four mile stretch that is very significant. First point we're going to visit on Baseline Road is Baseline and Cherrydale. Okay? This point marks the eastern terminus of the four mile stretch we're going to focus on. Here we are in Boulder, walking up on Baseline Road. 
Uh, Magpie coming to greet us. Majestic black and white bird of this region. So we're going to talk about Baseline Road when we get up here. But essentially it's the uh, physical demarcation of the 40th parallel here in Boulder, Colorado. And <clears throat> this baseline, this point of reference was the uh, critical junction line, junction line for uh, surveying and geodetically measuring the North American uh, continental shelf, you know? So, so here we are at baseline. Baseline and Cherrydale Road. Okay? And we're going to walk up here a little bit also. We'll pause it and we're going to come back. So this is Baseline Lake. This is what's on the other side of Baseline and Cherrydale. Because Cherrydale is a T. And uh, Baseline actually goes around the lake and continues once on the other side of Cherry Bear and you know what you say where there's consistency there is truth right and we've been saying from my research in Philadelphia that Rosicrucian Order led by Johann Kelp came looking for the 40th degree of latitude, uh, set up a hermitage that was 40 by 40. And from this vantage point, uh, felt like they were in the safe harbor place to witness the fulfillment of biblical prophecy, the uh, what they say, the coming of the thousand years of peace, you know, fulfillment of millennial prophecy. We, but Johann Kelp's order died off, right? Conrad Bissell came to Mike. Uh, Mystic Mike, the Susquehanna Sage, came to that region, Lancaster County, established another 40 by 40 
commune at the Ephrata Cloister where the 40th parallel meets the what's close to the Susquehanna River uh, I think it's on the Calcoca I hope I'm pronouncing that correct but you know you see that consistent theme well here in Boulder where you see consistency you see truth this four mile stretch of baseline road at what defines each terminus is something that clearly has the Rosicrucian mark on it. Cherrydale Road is just like super obvious in your face because they have the the Ros Amork Rosicrucian order adopted the highway there at Baseline and Cherrydale. And so you see the sign right there, you know? Absolutely you know, we say hidden in plain sight. They're telling you like, hey, this place right here is important, it's significant. We're adopting this highway right here. The other end is Chautauqua. Okay? And what is Chautauqua? Chautauqua is an Iroquois word that means a bag tied in the middle or two moccasins tied together and the idea is like you know mock you know you walk in your moccasins so like two moccasins tied together two walks of life multiple walks of life tied together well, it's an Iroquois Iroquois word that means two moccasins tied together and the idea is like a, it's a place where different traditions different uh, walks of life are, are, are tied together and we would say Chautauqua here is the Rosy Cross's Invisible College where they tied all the different traditions together that they felt were needed to make the societal fabric they wanted. 1874, John Vincent and Lewis Miller started a summer school for Sunday school teachers. This became known as the Chautauqua Institution and reflected a nationwide interest in the professionalization of teaching. Within a few years, the scope of the Chautauqua Institution had broadened to include adult education of all kinds, as well as a correspondence course, the Chautauqua Literary and Scientific Circle, designed to bring a college outlook to working and middle class people. So this is what we're saying, Chautauqua is like the Rosy Cross Invisible College that uh, Conrad Bissell was 
instrumental in establishing along with the educational and education was broadly defined to include the arts and public affairs offerings at Chautauqua. Its thousands of summer residents attended concerts and social activities and they usually scheduled around 40 per summer. As its members and graduates spread the Chautauqua idea, many towns, especially in rural areas where opportunities for secondary education were limited, established their own Chautauquas. So Chautauquas became shorthand for an organized gathering intended to introduce people to great ideas, new visions, and issues of public concern. Independent assemblies, those with permanent buildings and staff could be found throughout the U.S. by 1900 with a concentration in the Midwest. And it says, it is said over 12,000 communities were inspired by the Chautauqua movement. So, yeah, it's pretty obvious that right here, again, this is Baseline Road. Right here, this is the road that defines the 40th parallel. We're right here at the foothills of the Flat Iron Mountains. And here, a 40-acre land grant was given to the Chautauqua Institution to establish an invisible college. So again, where you see consistency, you see the truth. You know, the parallels between the Ephrata Cloister and Johann Kelp's uh, Society of the Woman of the Wilderness. We see the parallels, right? The, the founders of the Chautauqua movement, John Hale Vincent and Lewis Miller, both got 40th parallel ties. Lewis Miller was born on the 40th parallel in, uh, if I remember correctly, Greenville, Ohio. I think he was born, raised, and educated there. Uh, John Hale Vincent studied. Here we go. Where there's consistency, there's truth. Uh, studied in a college right on the western banks of the Susquehanna, you know? So here we are, like, uh, Michael has been affirming that this river god is Susquehanna most uh, significant things related to the birthing of this nation coming out of this river god of Susquehanna. So, these two men in 1874 are the ones who uh, founded the Chautauqua movement. And there's several Chautauqua, Chautauquas throughout the Midwest. These and like what would what we say these Chautauquas kind of look like or what were they? They're the 
quote-unquote invisible college of the Rosy Cross. So how Mike told us there's an invisible college associated with the Rosy Cross. That's uh, what these Chautauquas were. Read a description. They're what they say the Chautauquas were. Okay? The Chautauqua Institution was nationally known as a center for earnest, high-minded activities that aimed at intellectual and moral self-improvement and civic involvement. As its members and graduates spread the Chautauqua idea, many towns, especially in rural areas where opportunities for secondary education were limited, they established Chautauquas. Chautauqua became shorthand for an organized gathering intended to introduce people to great ideas and issues of public concern. Independent assemblies, those with permanent buildings and staff could be found throughout the U.S. by 1900. And it is said that 12,000 communities were inspired by the Chautauqua movement. So, the Chautauqua in Boulder sits on a land grant from the city, 40 acres, where there is a amphitheater and concert hall, a educational resource building, and several other. It was one original, but several others have been added on to it. And all of this sits on a 40-acre square park owned by the city of Boulder but donated to the Chautauqua Institute. And this sits right at the western end of this four-mile stretch of Baseline Road on the 40th parallel, right at the foot of the Flatirons base of Flagstaff Mountain. And again, what we say where there's consistency, there's truth. Just as Johann Kelp established a 40 by 40 on the 40th in Philadelphia, just as Conrad Biesel established a 40 by 40 at the Susquehanna River or and the Cacalco River uh, in Lancaster County. So too did the Chautauqua movement and the Chautauqua Institute establish a 40 by 40 on the 40th in Boulder, where the continental plates meet at the Continental Divide.
one other point we're going to visit on Baseline Road. And again, it's kind of noisy. So I want to describe it here. Uh, I may talk about it there as well. Mix it up. But I might just drop the images over what I'm describing here because it is a lot of traffic it's kind of noisy you know and you might just be able to receive the description better from right here so this right at Broadway which is the major north south axis of Boulder right at Broadway and Baseline Road is where the University of Boulder Colorado main campus the edge of it is right there and there's this art project called triangulation it's by an artist named Christian Muller and it highlights Baseline Road as being the original 40th degree of parallel and the you know baseline like I said of all geodetic measure as it relates to global positioning technology and so Right there, there's a memorial survey marker in the form of a large boulder cut in half and aligned with the 40th parallel, including a stone bench to sit on and view between the two boulders, the actual baseline heading up to the summit of Flagstaff Mountain. There's also a 19-foot-tall prism tower located on the 40th parallel next to the steps to an underpass the tower is composed of two vertical triangles creating a slit to view the 40th parallel into the distance and is capped with a triangular prism made of color changing glass the base of the tower has a red sandstone strip wedged between two large stone blocks during the day sunlight streams through the top prism to create an endless array of colors at night the tower colorfully glows with internal LED illumination a world map Etched in the concrete and oriented in relation to the 40th parallel line shows other points along the 40th parallel in addition to Boulder, Colorado, including Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Aranjuez, Spain, Ankara, Turkey, and Beijing, China. In the United States, the 40th parallel touches California, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey.
Yeah, so when we study the ley line grid of Boulder as a city, baseline seems to be uh, one side of a triangulation, even how the art installation at baseline and Broadway is named triangulation. 
it seems to be really how they have the ley line grid of, of Boulder laid out where a three, four, five triangle is made with the two terminus or the two ends of baseline road uh, triangulated with uh, what would be like the center city zero zero prime meridian axis of Boulder which is Pearl and Broadway are the prime north south east-west axis of the city. So Pearl Street is actually a walkway that has uh, several pieces of indigenous Native American themed artwork, which is really reminiscent of uh, some of the Native American art you find in Philadelphia particularly the Tadiscan statue, the betrayed Sachem who attempted to negotiate a peaceful coexistence with the early settlers and how that ended up uh, manifesting in an ultimate, you know, betrayal. And uh, the indigenous sachem or chief uh, relevant to Boulder. His name is Niwat or Niwat and he's associated with a well some call it a prophecy some call it a curse uh, but it more or less I'm, I'm paraphrasing but you know he he said, ah, this land right here is so beautiful that when people see it, they're not going to want to leave. And then it's going to stop being beautiful, you know? And yeah, that is kind of... Uh, what you see manifest, you know, on a lot of levels where natural beauty has been urbanized, uh, ley line, grid, occupied with uh, yeah, boulders, towers of power predominantly uh, University of Colorado Boulder which like like we've already seen is centered around baseline so Niwa much like we're told about uh Chief Tammany when the early settlers came 
and, and they came primarily seeking gold, you know? Uh, yeah, he attempted to work out a coexistence, but the Arapaho, as well as the Cheyenne, a couple of other of the clans that were indigenous to this region, they were kind of corral, all corralled together and were massacred in a historic uh, battle, first battle of Colorado, as a matter of fact. And I want to say it was in 1861. It's called the Battle of Sand Creek. And sad to say, Niwot, uh many of the Arapaho, many of the Cheyenne, yeah, they were just slaughtered and massacred, you know? So that's the legacy. But if you remember, see, this is what I see how they work this, this public art. Because if you remember the original prayer of William Penn, he said, hey, <clears throat> if, uh, if I could create a colony where gathered churches of London, indigenous, can exist together in oneness, right? May my colony be saved on Judgment Day. But, you know, they're tricky, they're clever. Because they, when they say, yeah, if, you know, can we coexist, right? They ain't saying what state. So, you know, they'll keep us in a, like living dead that's embodied in the, these memorials and so yeah you are coexistent with the indigenous but you as a living embodiment of these gathered churches and the indigenous of the land that yeah you they're, they're existing, but as a memorialized memory embedded in the land, you know? And when you look at the art of the, how they got Niwot depicted, it's echoes of the subdued Lenape. Here he is kneeling. When you look at his eyes, his, he, there's no soul in his eyes. He's zombified, you know, in contrast to the indigenous, the way they're depicted, like in Philadelphia City Hall, for example, where, you know, they're the ones with, with souls in their eyes. It's the Europeans that, the way they're depicted, ha have soulless eyes, you know. 
But here in this one statue you got Naiwa like like a living zombie, living dead, kneeling, you know? It's a weird statue and has all this uh offerings all up in it. There was a cell phone in there, like wah, you know? What was this? A spy phone? I don't know. There was there's a cell phone up in there. There's uh candy and Coins, all different offerings tucked up in this statue, right? And uh, then there was one by the courthouse where it's like a beheaded Naiwai, you know? Head chop off, <laughs> you know? Head chop off. It's like his spirit, you know, his disincarnated spirit, because you see the eyes in this one, right? And uh, overtowering it are war memorials, one to the Civil War, which when you study Colorado history, it was the Civil War that open the opportunity for Colorado to be established, right? Uh, so there's a war memorial for Colorado. I mean, excuse me, the Civil War. And then there's a, a World War Memorial counterposing, you know? And all of this is at the old courthouse. other Naiwa statue I was talking about is at the near the current courthouse right by the creek Boulder Creek as it's you know running by the courthouse so yeah man Boulder is a triangulation three four five triangle the three being defined by the courthouses to Chautauqua. But, yeah. And, uh, that's about 2.7 miles. We'll round it off to three. Baseline road is the four length of the triangle, right? And it's four miles long, right? Here we are with this 40, four by four, you know? Uh, and again, this is the baseline for all geodetic measure as it relates to global positioning technology, right? Defined by these Rosicrucian marked Order of the Rosy Cross marked locations Cherry Vale Road and Baseline and then Chautauqua and then the five length is uh, Baseline Road 
and Cherry Vale to the courthouse spots where they got the indigenous monuments. So that's kind of the ley line grid network of Boulder. So, there's a couple other things I just want to mention as this uh, relates to the Great Mystery Philadelphia. One is, uh, this is all the key to decoding the murals at Denver Airport, okay? where you have a series of panels. The first one being the Cosmic Nomo planting the seed of the original copper-toned man in this land. Next panel, you have the woman in the wilderness Everyone coming to witness her beauty and her awe as she uh, gives honor to the tree of life planted in this land, you know? Then you got the coming of Babylon, bringing these plagues and disease and destruction, you know, the, the epitomized by this... Uh, bringer of plagues wearing a gas mask having a saber with the souls of dead ancestors streaming from it you know and out of the destruction of this Babylonian destroyer you got this uh, multicultural blissful Society. I mean, this time the woman in the wilderness has changed and she's actually come in the image of another character 
that we've yet to talk about on this uh, episodes of Mystics of the 40th Parallel, but we will, and that of Virgo Luciferia. She's replaced the original woman in the wilderness. So, you know, he said one of the ways you, one can manipulate prophecy is by creating a historic event that mimics fulfillment of a prophecy but has a nefarious intention embedded in it, you know? And so when you say, well, what is that nefarious intention? And yeah, this is where whatever celestial, the, the Enoch's prophecy, and we're going to talk about Enoch, you know, but I've already kind of summarized it before that Enoch's prophecy says that the heavenly host is coming for these fallen angels and 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 the ones that are corrupting humanity and and the corrupted humanity that's down with these fallen angels yet yeah, the, the heavenly host is coming for them too okay so the star nations is coming and yeah the final go down, the final throw down it's going to be right here, it's going to be centered right here and this is where uh, these fallen angels who've conspired with you know the deceivers of the nations and created this space force the space force is centered in Colorado it grew out of NORAD, which was is based at Cheyenne Mountain, you know, which is the whole continuity of government and governance after a global disaster. All that's based here, you know, and three out of the five space command bases in the U.S., based in Colorado Cheyenne Mountain uh, there's another mountain range over here that has ballistic missiles uh, designed to defend Boulder and this region in the event of attack you know so this was originally built for the Russians Right? And it's evolved to the Space Force. So, Great Mystery Philadelphia shows that all of this is, stems from the baseline of the 40th parallel defined by the Order of the Rosy Cross. So, think that's enough mystery, history, and prophecy of Boulder for you. Alright. I hope it resonated with you. And yeah, from one mystic to a next. Respect.